Hey girl, hey. 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 I do. Yes, I do. Okay. So, initially start off as a slumber party uh, after a couple glasses of wine. <laughs> and then like comes a slumber party. <laughs> hey girl, hey. <laughs> LaShawn Tipton, better known as the Chatter Chick. Hey, girl, hey. I am the millennial chick, Jerry Tipton. Hey, girl, hey. On Walker Montgomery is here with us for the Hey Girl Hey podcast. It is a new week, a new episode, and I'm your radio chick, Kiki Brown. I am your millennial chick, Jerry Tipton. Hey, y'all. And at the end of the show, we're going to give Fawn, uh, can we just, what is it? Fawn, Fawn Walker, Fawn Montgomery. Just let me, let us know. How do we? Fawn is good. Fine. We're gonna yep. give you. We're gonna give you a chick name by the end of oh, okay. the show. You get a chick name, so <laughs> it will be based on your responses for this evening. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Big shouts to our chatter chick, Lashawn Tipton. She's taking some time off, and uh, you know that's always good for the spirit. So we love you, chatter mm-hmm. chick, and miss you dearly, definitely. So yeah. hopefully we could. Hopefully we could bring the funny tonight. I told Fawn. Um, uh, a couple days ago, I was like, I, I hope you could bring the funny girl because you know, the first <laughs> half we we have some fun. Uh, we we you know, we talk about some hot topics and you know, we tell a couple of jokes or whatever. But uh, she's like, I could bring the funny, no problem. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Good. So, all right, let's let's uh, let's crush some hot topics. Um, so, um, looks like Shakari or Shakari Richardson has been weeded out of the Olympic relay team. See what I did there? She was mm-hmm. weeded out. Um, so, her suspension pretty much terminated her from competing in the Tokyo Olympics. Um, a statement was released on Tuesday from the USA Track and Field Committee, saying while USA Track and Field um, committee fully agrees that the merit of the world anti-doping agency rules related to THC should be re-evaluated. It would be detrimental to the integrity of the U.S. Olympic team trials for track and field if USATF amended its policies following competition. This only a few weeks before the Olympic Games. There was calls to boycott. I mean, you got celebrities petered and appalled about this very upset uh richardson is 21 she was suspended for 30 days last week testing positive for uh marijuana just weeks before you know the olympic trials um or following the olympic trials so you know i, I she was excited she's that girl you know mm-hmm. she she was excited um I, I just think it was just a bad decision on her part um right. to suspend her from participating because we does not make you faster um <laughs> yeah. i don't see it as a performance enhancement drug but it is indeed a drug com- according to uh their policy so right. But then you have people talk about what's his name, uh, Michael Phelps, and Michael Phelps. the other, you know. So yeah. you kind of like, eh, what, what do you say, Fawn? I know Jerry has a lot to say, so we're gonna mm. save her for last. <laughs> <laughs> when I first heard about it, I said, "Well, damn! I mean, if she's doing all that, running that fast, mm-hmm. you know, smoking, jeez, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, damn, <laughs> that girl's right. So, right. I mean, but it just—I mean—it brought to light what we already know." about um, the disparities and, uh, of course, the differences mm-hmm. in how they treat us mm-hmm. versus them. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's been some calls to boycott and 
to me, this kind of opened my eyes to what goes on in Olympics as a whole. I had no idea about all the other suspensions that mm-hmm. were taking place because of t- testosterone levels. Mm-hmm. Um, they suspended some sister for missing an appointment. So they said she was mm-hmm. means to them that she was, you know, doing drugs. Um, and then the hair, the hair issue with the, you know, swimming cap came swimming up. Cap. Right. So I was like, wow, I wonder how long all of this has been going on. And we didn't know, you know, about it all. So I'm or has it been just recently? Does this just happen? Because you don't hear about it. You never heard about it. Right. I'm sure it has been happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we just didn't hear about it. But I right. mean, that young lady lost her mother. She's, you know, she's coping. However, she, she's the cope. I think her suspension is ridiculous. I think mm-hmm. the response is ridiculous. Um, it'd definitely be different if she was white. And they've, there's already mm-hmm. been cases. There's already been cases of that that have come up. So I'm definitely have, a, I would say, a different spin on the Olympics now. I'm looking at it more from a, from the work I do from an activist standpoint, mm-hmm. um, because clearly, clearly there's things going on that you know we just didn't know about. Um, but mm-hmm. her, I'm still with her. I support her, and I think she'll continue to do great things in life. You know, she just has to to learn from this. But um, black women, especially young black girls shouldn't have to not be able to make mistakes you know i still i definitely stand with her but it definitely just was all these other things happening every day it is something going on about how they're you know taking black women black people right out you know out of the olympics i think we're fighting and i know i already spoke but i think we're fighting like once time one time we get one up and then the opposite audience is like, well, we'll find something on that. That's kind of like how you look at it. It's like, oh, because we got, our community got you on this case. Now your community has to get us on that. And and I'm, I'm hoping that it's not looked at it that way, but it just appears to me. What do you think, Jerry? You know, as I was uh, reading about it and doing a little bit of research, you know, they had did this to uh, Flojo, you know, when she was, um, you know, running track mm. at, about her, her nails, her jewelry, her this, her that, you know what I mean? And sh- she still was the best. And that's what they're going to do. And unfortunately, they do it to Black women who are very successful and who, you know, or like a threat, you know, and that's in, in any, you know, um, sport or any profession at all, you know she's young she's 21 years old like they have a smoked weed before you know what I mean like I'm not you know putting a slap on her wrist but I'm just saying like they act like it was cocaine or something or heroin or and you know anything when you're an athlete when you're an I'm sorry to interrupt when you're an athlete though that's in your mind like right you know you don't do that you don't drink you don't right. put any you know i i've i've known people who are uh, athletic they like they go into strenuous training you know everything is like serious mm-hmm. what they eat what they drink their sleep time like it is discipline and so when you know that you're going to be competing for the olympics like the right. olympics even if you're the you're you know the the media calls you the fastest woman in the world mm-hmm. you still got to have that mindset like so, you got to be smart who's in right. her camp not to, and I'm not blaming her, but I just think that it's it's a it's not she doesn't have the right people in her camp because somebody could have been like right, something. Don't do yeah. that. Don't right. do she that. did it in Oregon, which is illegal. I mean, it's legal. Right. It is legal there. there but right. my mind just goes back to these white women, these white mothers who, when they started using marijuana, then it became oh let's legalize it. Oh let's call it medical marijuana. Right. So when they get upset or they have a moment, they can smoke marijuana and you know not go to jail. Mm-hmm. or not lose their opportunity at the Olympics. So just to me, it always goes back to, um, you know, let, let us live. <laughs> let, us yeah. let, let us make mistakes. Let us be Black, you know? It's 
weed ain't hurting nobody. You know what I mean? And I get it. She's an athlete. You have to have, you know, clean urine and all this other stuff like that. But like you just, weed is, is a coping mechanism. You know what I'm saying? Like you're doing it to relax and just to chill. And, you know, like you said, her mother just passed and, you know, she needed that relaxation. And it's just, it's not right. But at the same time, I understand being an athlete. I'm not an athlete, but, you know, those are the rules that you have to abide by. So I get it. But then it's just like, come on. It's not, it's just a little bit of weed. Now, if there was weed in her system every single time. She said, I, it's just a little bit of weed. Right, right. <laughs> she, was, she was still beating y'all. She just a little y'all. bit of weed. <laughs> come on. Time, then, okay, maybe. I get it, but it's it's not killing nobody. Like, just let that girl run. She ain't bothering nobody. I, I think it's something that is, uh, I think they're going to look at this and, and, and see you know, if the rules need to be changed, the Olympics have been the Olympics has been around for years, right. and it's been one way for the longest time. And I, I believe, just in my adulthood, it, it, I've never seen so much controversy over words than in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so now it's just maybe you need to change the committee, maybe you need to change. You know what I mean? So, all right. Yeah. Um, I don't know if anybody knew this. If you put money on it, um, the coroner's report released the um, cause of death for late rapper DMX. It was reportedly he passed away of a cocaine-induced heart attack. Cocaine-induced heart attack. Or, yeah. Rapper died of a cocaine-induced heart attack, um, which reduced the blood circulation that went to his brain insider and insider from the Westchester Westchester County Medical Examiner's Office did confirm it to Vulture Magazine. So, mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Wow. three months after yeah. his passing. So, but what's here's the thing though. I saw this today on Facebook, and I I can't rely on my I can't relate all my news <laughs> confirmations from Facebook, but. <laughs> um, his common law wife gets zilch. And someone Wait. posted, you better marry, you know, you think in goals and we don't need a piece of paper to make us yeah. this and we don't need that. And our love is stronger than any, whatever laws, whatever excuse you want. Um, she gets nothing. And not that you're, she has no say. Yeah, because she's not married to him. I felt that. I felt she's that. And you know, people... I know talk this is you know let me let me go back um and just think about something my aunt before my uncle passed my aunt and uncle were still married but legally they were separated but they were still married so when he passed she had to say so in everything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the money his cars his businesses she had to say so why? Because she was still his wife, you know? So people should really think about that when they're with these, uh, when they're with someone um, that they know they want to be with them for the rest of their life. You may want to think about it because in another situation, I had another aunt who was with a guy and um, he had died from an illness. This was years ago. I was younger. And um she they were on the verge of getting engaged was talked about it but nothing really happened and when it came time for his funeral 
they didn't let her do anything because it went right to the family, you know? So she was really upset about it, but you know, by law, there's really nothing you can do. If they want you to help, they can ask, you know, ask for your help, but you mm -hmm. know, nothing goes to you. So that's something that someone should really, really think about. And I, it sucks, but that's the law. That's how it goes. You know, maybe the law should be changed if that's something that you're be. thinking about. And it's, you know, because you have a lot of people who decide not to get married, who just want to be, yeah. you know, boyfriend or girlfriend or you know, partners for like a that? long time. So law should be changed. Fine. Is that something that can mm -hmm. be happy? Like, what is the process to that yeah. happening? I don't know. Like what well, happens? Because mm -hmm. you have female, you got ladies that's listening that's in these relationships and and they shouldn't have to get married. I know when that story mm -hmm. came out, it was the typical response that you see. Um, it, to me, it went back to policing women, policing black women. Oh, you better get married because if you don't get married and you can't do that. You can't do this. But right. you, can have a, you can have a will uh, drawn up to lay your wishes out clearly. Right. Um, that says who you want to do is how you want to do it, how you want money split up, how you want your arrangements done. Um, so you can use wills. You can use contracts. There's several different ways you can do it. But I do think that the laws need to be changed. Um, and just not for that population, but what about um, the non-binary population? People who, who are genderless. Right. You know, there's laws there with the LGBTI plus community. So mm -hmm. I think all those laws definitely need to be changed. Um, right. Nobody should be made to do anything. No one owns anybody. And just because mm -hmm. you have a piece of paper doesn't mean that you should have say so over how somebody dies or what their, you know, what their wishes are. Family is way more than blood. Well, Jerry, I don't know. I, I think this is an argument that these young ladies are going to have when it comes to Nick Cannon's baby's mamas switching gears <laughs> and talking about this fool. Woo! Boy, I'm so he he is defending himself after fathering four children with three different women in the past year on a radio show just uh, Wednesday. City Girls JT was a guest show on uh, the Rapid... Uh, on a podcast or a show. I don't know if it was The yeah. Breakfast Club. I can't remember. But um, she had advised him to wrap it up. Um, but, <laughs> you know, it, you know, why don't you wear a condom? And he says, I'm having these kids on purpose. I don't have no accident. He then went on to say that each of the mothers of his children was people that he would have kids with. He says, you only live once. He welcomed his seventh child, June 23rd. <laughs> with Alyssa Scott, whoever that is. So my concern with that is, and I, this may sound vulgar, but you're out there raw dogging it. You're, like, you're yeah. out there just. That's my thing. <laughs> like, it's not responsible. Now, I can't tell, you know, it's not population control. You can have um, as many kids as you want. And it's what happens in our country back in our grandparents uh you know time you know they had 12 kids 14 kids or whatever but we're not there and why is it wrong if he has seven children why do we have a problem with it why is this careless Fawn, I, mean, I, don't or think, Jerry? I don't think it is i think if he wants whatever nick Cannon wants to do in his life is his personal business um i don't care you know what he does <laughs> with his, so she like i ain't laying with I don't the brother care. Or, or anybody else if, if that's yeah. what they if that's what you want to do with your personal business when they have all them kids you take care of them do you but i do i think there's some little bit of mental health that goes behind his decision making mm, yeah. because of because of his illness um, yeah. you know there are people in polygamy relationships and they'll be open about that you know their partners they live together they raise their children together and if if that works for them then that's healthy for them but his, his doesn't seem to be that situation yeah. you know his seems to be a little bit of 
you know, I have money, I can flunk around, like that. And then, you know, this whole mental health piece with him, you know, trauma is a bad boy and it hits people differently. And he's had a lot of near-death experiences because of his, his um, he has lupus. So okay, I think that has right. something to do with it, but I don't initially care when, if that's what he wants to do, that's what he, you know, chooses to do. My overall- We thing, will shame him though, because there's seven kids. Well, that's what we do. Why are we shaming them? Yeah. Because that's what we do. Because, you know, we've been taught that. Right. You know, that we can't live freely and make so, such kind of decisions. You know, so we've been taught to hate each other and scrutinize each other. So that's generally mm-hmm. what is going to happen, um, you know, with, with, with Nick. I know Nick, you know, acts like he's woke and like that. And that's my <laughs> only thing with him. Um, I think he's conscious on a social justice level. Yeah. But this whole thing about right. black liberation and, you know, queen this and queen that, but then doesn't marry the black woman, marries the white exactly. woman. Exactly. Or, or the white, or the white appearing right. woman. The white right. is Mariah because she's, I was you know, gonna say, you know, Mariah will tell you she is a sister, she is, she's, she is, But she's white appearing, yeah. you know, so um, as long as he leaves all that stuff out of it, do, do the hell you want to do with your life, bro. What you think, Jer? I just want to know with the same... Well, we have the same attitude towards if it was a woman doing all of this. Like if it was me wanting to have, you know, seven kids by four different men, I'm shamed about it. You know what I mean? Like I'm getting the finger pointed at me like, oh, she's nasty. She's a hoe. Like she needs to, you know, wrap it. We have to have this uphold this image. But people like Nick Cannon and other people, other men who's doing it, you know, freely. Oh, my God, that's so sweet. That's a good idea. Like I never thought about like they're praised about it, you know. If that's what he likes, that's what he likes. I would be more so scared of catching a disease <laughs> more than anything. You know, that's my thing. Um, you know, like you say, you just going in and raw dogging every woman every few months and boom, they're pregnant. You know, it's just that's I, where it, I'm at. It's just like it's a little bit of an ir- ir- responsibility to me. You know what I mean? Like, he's rich, whatever. But like you're having these kids because you feel like, you know, your time is up or, you know, you're going to die or whatever the case may be. But that means mm. that you're kids are not going to have a father either, you know, like, and is he going to keep doing this until he's 50? Like, you know what I mean? Like, are you ever, gonna, you know, grow up, you know? <laughs> like, a lot of kids. I, yeah. I'm sorry. That's just, I don't know why time. I'm so conditioned. A lot of time. I'm so Because condi- I'm thinking um, longevity. You don't have what- enough money to take care of these kids. Who's going to, exactly. That's not my business. That's not our business. What do and we care? Either, We're not paying not his the taxes. We're not paying. Piece. The yeah. emotional piece. That's a yeah. lot of kids to pay attention to, exactly. to be involved yeah. with. Yeah, like, but that's still, again, that's not our business. Yeah, I ain't watching them kids. I don't live next door. Right. <laughs> I don't work for him. I mean, that's just, you know that that's their that's their that's their thing. I mean, good luck. But if it was a woman, like especially a black woman, it would we be would definitely have business. a lot to say. We would have It'd a lot be everybody's to say. business and oh, yeah. be calling her a hoe, all kind yeah. of stuff. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So, Fawn, we do something um, called Who the F Cares News. There's so <laughs> much stupid news going around that we kind of we, 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 we chunk up a couple of the headlines and then we comment on it. And then uh, we'll move to the break. And then that, that next 30, you're going to talk all about you. Fawn. Okay, so let's cover the the who the f cares news. Um, not sure. Fawn might care. Um, I don't know if Jerry even is even aware of who New Edition is. I do. 
I, I, I get on I get on her about being a millennial. I know. She'd be like, hey, I'm like, <laughs> anyway. So new edition, all six members are set to reunite, reunite next year uh, for a tour and a Las Vegas residency. I can hear my best friend right now screaming she probably already bought her tickets and they're not even on sale she has to be caught like they're she is such a new edition fanatic like mm-hmm. shouts to gina gina fraser mcmillan shouts to her i know she loves new edition but anyway i mean i care oh i care i, I was care. excited i seen yeah. it on instagram and i was screaming i said like, oh we gotta go to the to the residency and to the concert <laughs> So I'm only, I can only do I can only do Johnny Gill yelling and Bobby Brown huffing and puffing, but so long. I don't think I can do both because uh, they don't move around like they used to now. They ain't that cute. Only Ralph Trevin is, is popping his little skinny ass back and forth across the stage. Everybody else is like. <sighs> <laughs> well, Bobby was doing a little something in the, in the battle with Keith Sweaty. That trying. don't look good. That didn't look good. That was gross. That's like your drunk uncle at the at the cookout. It's, it's gross. It's, yeah. You didn't watch that versus, did you, Jerry? I went a little bit. And, mm-hmm. and Bobby Brown, he was out of breath all, all the whole time. <laughs> he had just started and he looked out of breath. So, um, uh, also, in the Who the F Cares news, comedian Gary Owens, a strange right wife, uh, put his alleged mistress out there. She is so bitter. Like, if I, when you would go to, if you ever went to a Gary Owens show, he always talked about his wife and how he met his wife and his family and how proud he was to date a Black woman and to marry a Black woman. And now it's like super messy. And mm-hmm. it's just like, why are you putting your business out there? But, and I, I mean, he hasn't really responded to anything. Are you all Gary Owen fans? I'm not. I, I wouldn't say a fan. <laughs> I'm not. She was like, no. No. <laughs> no, I, I'm not a fan. I don't, I don't think she's bitter. I think she's hurt. Um, you know, I'm married. I've been married, you know, not as long as they have, but I've been we've been married over eight years. So I just think she's. But do hurt. you think you should put all that stuff out there like that? I don't know. I've never that's never happened to me, so yeah. I can't say what I would and would do if my husband did that to me because I might be on the news or I might not. I might be quiet <laughs> in my house. I don't know what I would do because I ain't never been put in that situation. But right, um, I don't think that she's better. I think she's hurt and she's doing what she has to do to survive. I right. think if he if he was any kind of person, she would have to do that, and right. he, and he mm-hmm. would continue to take care of her without her even having to say that. Um, so I don't like the way people are responding to her. Um, you know, she's going through what she's going through, and just because he's not saying that, don't mean he ain't do wrong. Right. Um, I'm not a fan of his because you know he makes fun of black people. Just because you got a black wife, don't mean you black. Mm-hmm. And just and just because black people say you invite her to cookout doesn't give you leeway. You know, he makes fun of us when we're a bonnet. Like you say, oh, look at these black women and, and like, that ain't none of your business what mm-hmm. we decide to do with her hair. So I'm, I'm not a fan. I've never have really been a fan of his. He's not black regardless of just, you know, you can't get black by sex. It doesn't work that I'm way. I'm glad you said that because actress Sharon Stone <laughs> is now dating a rapper who happens to be black and 38 years younger. He's 38 years, wait, he's 38, I'm sorry. He's 38 years younger than she is. Hold is Sharon, 65. Is that 38 years? I don't even want to do that. I just don't sound right. 
That's a lot of years. <laughs> it is. I'm like, wait. Right. So I don't. Okay, let's just let let's just let Sharon Stone know. Just because, <laughs> because he made you do the hula hoop, or because he made you go woo hoo, and does not mean you are invited to the cookout. I just want you to know, just because you're down with the brown, does not mean that you are invited to the cookout. Um, real quick, because we have a few minutes left. Um, uh, Donald Trump is. <laughs> this would be fun for Don. Uh, fun. This Donald Trump is filing a, a class action. <laughs> lawsuit against facebook twitter and instagram for banning him you think he's gonna that and bill cosby now that he's out uh or he's fighting a lawsuit against him that alleges another assault on another woman at a playboy mansion and he's planning a comedy tour so let's comment on bill and donald comedy you know what as far as donald goes (laughs) do we even need to know you already i already know I'm not surprised. Are we shocked that he's, you know, suing, you know, Facebook and was it Twitter, I think, because they banned it because he's not, I don't think he's going to win. I would sue them because they keep taking my music off. Yeah, I would right. sue them because they wouldn't them. let me go live. I'm assuming I have a better case of suing hey. them for restricting my live videos when I'm playing music that I don't own the rights to. <laughs> and as far yeah. as Bill Cosby goes, he can just, he can just sit out on a porch. Yeah, just eat you some porridge or something, and just nobody's coming to your show, Mr. Bill. But people will though. That's that's the that's the up thing. They will. How is he funny though? Is he funny? Like I don't think you're funny. I don't know. He's not. But I think black people have they have hook logic around Bill Cosby's situation, so they feel like it's a win for us, and it is absolutely not. I think he should still be in jail, and I stand with his victims. Absolutely. he it's that's not hood hood justice. There's a lot of black and brown people who will be better martyrs than Bill Cosby. Do you think Felicia Rashad was wrong for voicing her opinion in support of him? Um, I think she should have been quiet. I personally feel like she should have been quiet. But if right. that's her opinion, that's her opinion. I think it does speak something about her character. Then right, there mm-hmm. ain't no way in hell that lady ain't know what was going on. She was on that show with her mother's ears. Everybody in the industry kind of knew. So I think she needs to do some soul searching to uh, kind of, you know, figure out how she would support someone like that. I mean, he admitted mm-hmm. to doing these things in court. It's on record. It's documented. But I think with Black women, we have this, this desire to support everybody, especially Black men, right? That will put her head out there and just let it be chopped off. She can support him right. quietly. Why do that and put everything, everything like that at risk? So I think I would- if that's her opinion, that's her opinion. But um, you know, she has to deal with the consequences from that, but it does and speak value. She's dealing with that. It does. I mean, she's a, you know, she's a professor that speaks value. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, let's not forget he only got out because of, you know, was it because he wasn't not guilty? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. He's still guilty, you know, exactly. like, you know what I mean? So, and like you said, over, there's so many women, you know, and, how did you not know it goes even i talked about this before on the show even with the r kelly situation mm-hmm. you know like with the documentary stuff i don't believe you know none of those women are lying i you know, do not believe they are lying you know we all knew how this man was when he went after Aaliyah at 15 and he was 26 years old you know what i mean so he has a track record and that's how bill Cosby was he had a track record he was the man you know what i mean like back in the day you know everyone wanted to be in his mix you know what i'm saying and he took advantage of that with women so um 
as far as for Felicia Rashad, you know, you your opinion is your opinion, but because of who you are as a public figure and a professor at, you know, prestigious black university, I would have not said anything at all, you know, at least publicly, I wouldn't have. Well, well, we'll, we'll see how this whole comedy tour <laughs> comes out, you know, how, how it turns out. So, um, and we're about to go to break, but I didn't want to uh, leave without mentioning actress Suzanne Douglas. Uh, passed away at age 64. I remember watching her on, uh, what was it? Robert Townsend, uh, The Hood, or It's in the Hood, or all, I, I can't remember the, the, the uh, she was in Inkwell, and she was on House All I Got a Groove Back, and she was a beautiful actress. Um, it's not known as to the cause um, of her passing, but I definitely want to send our prayers and uh, sincerest condolences to her family. You know, and to and to fans who, who've known that I was a definite like I was like, whoa, sixty four is young. That is, you know, yeah, 60, is 64 young. is young, and so that just reminds you to just live life like there was no tomorrow, and you know, spend time just loving and not hating. And we're gonna get um, into more with our guest, uh, Miss Fawn, Fawn Walker Montgomery, who is the and correct me if I'm wrong for getting this information, the co-founder and executive director of Take Action Mon Valley a former mayoral candidate of McKeesport, past candidate for state rep of 35th district, over 18 years experience in human services, fights tirelessly for equal rights for her community. And I um, got to hear her speak a couple days ago uh, at a press conference. And she said, look, stuff problems ain't just in Pittsburgh. Just because you say PA, it's not just Philly and Pittsburgh. Like there's other neighborhoods that call us and, and complain and, there's a reason why she takes action. So we're going to hear uh, more from Fawn Walker Montgomery in just a few seconds. We're going to take a quick break. It is the Hey Girl Hey podcast on Urban Media today. Hold tight. Whenever you're in a good mood for some good soul food, carry out, or dining in, the hot spot is Carmi Soul Food Restaurant. Yes, from chicken and waffles, mouth-watering baked macaroni and cheese, fried chicken, baked chicken, meatloaf, smothered pork chops, smothered chicken, barbecue ribs, candy yams, mean greens, shrimp and grits, and there's so much more. Carmi Soul Food will have you coming back over and over and over again. Find their full menu at CarmiRestaurant.com. Two locations here in Pittsburgh, 1825 East Carson Street on the south side. And for pickup only, it's Carmi Express, located at 1219 Federal Street on the north side. Call 412-231-0100 or log on to CarmiRestaurant.com. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey. It's the Hey Girl Hey podcast. Hey Girl Hey. <laughs> All right. So LaShawn Tipton, uh, she's our chatter chick. She's not here. Um, and when we go to break, she always gives us a quick five countdown. Our guests are, never understand what the hell we're doing. Like we're really like taking a commercial break and there's no commercial. Okay. So we do that because in the audio, we have to put in, you know, the commercials and stuff like that. So we're live on YouTube right now with special guest Fawn Walker Montgomery, who is the co-founder and executive director of Take Action Mon Valley. If you're in um, Pennsylvania, if you're in Pittsburgh and surrounding areas, you know Fawn Walker, you know, you know, Miss Fawn. Um, name definitely has some weight, not just in the Mon Valley area, 
um, but in surrounding areas. I mean, you look at the news and something ain't right with our community. Fawn is right there like, and another thing, <laughs> and another thing. And I said what I said. So, <laughs> exactly. Fawn be going, I don't think I've ever seen any pictures with you just like, you like, And I, I had to tell her, I was like, all right, fine. You know, we, we got to be a little silly on the show. She's like, I got you, no problem. So welcome to the show. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. <laughs> of course, of course. We're going to get to um, one of the events uh, that you have coming up. We're going to talk more about an event that you have coming up. But why don't you tell us um, what the Take Action Mon Valley organization is, how it was founded, and like, what do you guys do? Yes. So Take Action Mon Valley, we were founded in 2014. And when we initially were created, it was um, behind neighborhood street violence. I was on city council at the time and my cousin, May Harriet Hudson, um, had just um, lost her son, my cousin Carlos Hudson, and Jan and Randolph were murdered here in McKeesport. Um, so she, since they were murdered, was you know going along trying to find out who did it. And she went to a meeting in Pittsburgh that Autumn Perkins put together. And it was called We Need Justice Too. And it was around the fact that the homicides of black and brown people just don't get solved in Allegheny County. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, May said, let's do something here. So we did it here in McKeesport and we had, you know, local police come out, the community come out to see, you know, what each could do differently. Um, I had a couple of follow-up meetings because I was on council. So I had the ear of, you know, my colleagues. And what I seen was people were coming from all over the valley, just not McKeesport, like everywhere. Um, so we said, let's name ourselves Take Action on Valley. So we existed for four years just as volunteers getting together, doing things when things would happen around, I would say, neighborhood violence. We would do um, trauma workshops. We would respond by helping the families. Um, so we did research, and the resource kind of pointed us toward witness protection. And we seen that that program was trash. There was a young man actually murdered in Duquesne when the media released his name. Um, when they wouldn't, shouldn't have, he was actually a minor and he was murdered the next day. Mm. So the media basically said, well, so-and-so is going to testify. And he was killed the next day. So clearly witness protection was trash. So we had some solutions. We, you know, released policy reports and we met with some mayors in the Valley. That didn't go anywhere because of politics. A couple of us ran for office and we won and we kept being involved. I would say toward the end of 2017, we really started to see that systemic and structural racism was the real violence that was affecting our community um, because it would lead to the conditions that we live in with all of this neighborhood street violence. So we shifted to become more of a social justice organization. Um, we had a fiscal sponsor, One Hood Media, our partners, um, who was our fiscal sponsor about a year and a half. And then we got our own C3. So now we're our own 501C3. Our mission Congrats. is to combine. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Our mission is to combat all forms of community violence through activism and organizing. So now we're, I would say, in more of a social justice, Black liberation realm. And that kind of, you know, we kind of led there from just doing this work as long as we've been doing it. Um, I've been doing this in high school. So it's been a long time, you know, for myself. Um, so we, when we grew to that social justice realm and, you know, created this C3, um, we were able to do more in the community. So how we take action is we take these complaints. That's one thing that we do. And we get them from all, all over the county. But of course, we focus on 
Mullen Valley, any other smaller communities. Mm -hmm. That's one of the reasons why we exist because nobody else does that. Right. Everybody's focused on Pittsburgh. Right. Even right. They'll say, oh, no, I mean the key sport font. No, that's not what you mean. Because if you mean it, that's that you would say it. Mm -hmm. And if you're talking about any form of social justice movement or black liberation movement, you can't leave out a whole population. Right. You can't just liberate Pittsburgh. Right. So well, that's one of the reasons, you know, why we exist. So the complaints come from everywhere in the county. Our focus, of course, the valley, most of them are black women. And it's it's police. Yeah, violence. I remember you saying that at the at mm -hmm. the press conference. You said a lot of the calls are from yeah. women, black women. Oh mm. yeah. They call for, you know, police violence, housing injustice. Um, school issues, you know, they're getting evicted. So we'll be able to help with that. So we really um, do a lot of work with the people that call, just walking them through the system. The police have the system and they, and then the other people, they have us. So sometimes we'll pay court fines. We'll uh, hook them up with attorneys. Um, and it's, every, every situation is different. So it's not like a one-stop shop. Some people just need a resource and we're done. Some people need need us for the long haul and then turns into an advocacy campaign. So like Ramirez Talley, um, he was murdered by Wilkinsburg police that turned to an advocacy campaign. So you'll see mm -hmm. us put out calls to action for things like that. I see Ramirez behind me right here. So mm -hmm. um, those are some of the things we do with our complaints. And then we have um, our youth chapter. We used to have chapters in like three areas of the Mon Valley, but COVID actually really hurt that. Because um, mm -hmm. when everybody focused on that, <laughs> you know, people focused on surviving and people, right. it's hard to meet virtually if you don't have a computer or the internet. Um, so we're moving to a little bit more of that virtual organizing, but our youth chapter has stayed around really strong mm -hmm. um, and they have an action plan and they do some organizing around school police. Um, and then we have consulting. So people will just call us and they may need help putting together a community day or a similar event. We help them. But then we get a lot of calls from businesses or organizations that say, hey, we want to, we want to, you know, pick your brains like that. That's violent because um, violence is not always physical. It's actually emotional. So um, we'll tell them, okay, we'll meet with you for 30, 45 minutes. But after that, you won't have to pay us. Mm. We, you will, we will be consulting with you because what you're not going to do is come into our area, pick our brain, <laughs> and then our people don't get none of the resources. Nothing right. pisses me off. Well, a lot of things piss me off, but that really pisses me off when, <laughs> um, you know, you'll see organizations, white or black, just comes to anybody's community telling us what we need for our community and not hiring us or putting us at the table. Mm -hmm. um, we do community accountability meetings with people. Um, so we've done them with universities. We've done them with systems. Like, look, you were violent toward us and this is how you can repair it. Right. Um, so sometimes we make that public, sometimes we don't. Mm -hmm. Kind of depend, you know, depends on the situation. And then we have several initiatives we support. Um, and from these initiatives, it's not like we're directly working. Sometimes we're working with other people. We're just supporting them. One of the ones we directly work with, of course, is police violence. So we created um, POC. It's called, it stands for Policing in Allegheny County, POC for short. Mm -hmm. And we really focus there on empowering residents of Allegheny County um, to really look at alternative ways to policing. Uh, of course, we wanna get to abolishing systems altogether, um, but we understand that that doesn't happen overnight. We need to defund and need to start to have these conversations about oh, how do we replace that? So uh, that's a lot of what we do um, in POC. So 
That is let me, us. Let me, let, me, let me ask you this, uh, Fawn. What is your stance or what is the, the TAMB stance when the issues come from us? When the problems, and I think I've talked to Amber Sloan about this yesterday, and I talked to uh, Terrence Johnson about this because, you know, he, he was able to give his take on being a former inmate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what is the stance of your organization when it's us against us? Mm-hmm. I can see our stance when it's others against us, but when it's us against us, how do you, how do you focus on change? How do you, you know, what do you, what do you do? What can you say? I mean, that's how we started. So okay. we started based off of, of neighborhood street violence. Um, okay. So we've been you involved. You did say that. You did yeah, say so that. Yeah, so we, okay. we've been involved in both. I would say over the years, our position has evolved a little bit. Um, so initially- Towards the here, police activity or whatever? I would say toward this, this notion of Black-on-Black crime. I don't believe okay. in that anymore. But a couple okay. years ago, you would have seen me saying that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the more research and reading that we did, and I, you know, conscious level increased- See, there's no such thing as black on black crime, but there's crime, you know, because why don't they say white on white crime? Because white I heard people that, kill white right? people all the time. So right. a lot of that is us just digesting white supremacy ideals. Mm-hmm. Yes, black people kill black people, white people kill white people. So people just kill people, but they frame it as a black on black crime and we're the issue. No, mm-hmm. the real issue is actually systemic and structural racism. It's these systems. Because of course, we always say it's designed this way. It actually is designed that way. So it's designed so we can do the things that we're doing to each other presently. So I feel like we continue to work on those issues. The second piece of that is mental health. Mental health screams when it comes to a lot of violence that we do to each other, because that's not always physical. A lot of that is actually emotional, but we don't have those conversations about mental health and trauma and how we're all walking around in that going you know going to therapy getting a therapist um but then you gotta be able to afford the therapist right you gotta have transportation to get to the therapist so Mm -hmm. all of that is connected to these systemic barriers so of course i think i think we have the conversation but if you have it around black on black crime and us blaming each other it's not that's why it doesn't go anywhere that's Mm -hmm. why it's a very violent pattern somebody gets shot we have a vigil or we have a community meeting we have an event and it goes away Mm. but there's no concrete yeah. planning yeah. because because we're just we're reacting off of a violent situation instead right. of talking about you know the real issues of the system and how it's designed and how you address that is certain community programming and it happens mm-hmm. every day there's a lot of people addressing these issues in their own hoods without any funding without any help uh, we mediate our own problems but the media would have you say we don't do that that's not true we yeah. mediate our own shit a lot yeah. You know, people will get involved, they'll say, but that's not always advertised or publicized, but we can't always, you know, we just believe that we're so fast to hate each other and so fast to get mad at each other because mm-hmm. that's what we're taught. So yeah. I always say white people should talk to white people. And I feel like we need to start talking to each other about how we digest these white supremacy ideals and use them against one another. We got to have conversations with ourselves about that and then we will start to address some of that. But this violent ass cycle of people yeah. get murdered, somebody having a meeting, maybe creating a nonprofit, and then that shit keep happening. And then it's like, if somebody gets shot, doesn't mean you ain't successful. Right. <laughs> you know, that shit is going to happen until the greater picture changes. This is why we talk about abolishing the system. Mm-hmm. How do you change some shit that is just so up? That, that's how we look at it now, but I will say in the beginning, it's not. 
it, it mm -hmm. definitely evolved and went to a different level. And it came from a trauma place. It was just like, damn, what else can we do? You know, what else? Like, there, what are we doing wrong? Yeah. Is there what? any change being made? I'm sorry, Jerry, go ahead. Because I was going to say, like, there's so much. I don't know. It seems as though as soon as you find a solution and you get a nice little rhythm, something mm -hmm. else happens and we lose our focus on the rhythm. We lose our mm -hmm. focus on the good efforts and we concentrate and then say, see, that's what I mean. Ain't nothing ever going to change. And we then forgot mm -hmm. about all the progress we mm -hmm. put in. And now we like five steps back. So we've been know. taught that. Um, what keeps your organization uh, successful? Like, what keeps it going? And what type mm -hmm. of have you been receiving since you uh, have started that? Um, what keeps us going? First of all, is our community, our commitment to what we do, um, the passion that comes there. We've heard, I mean, excellent feedback. We've had some really good wins. Um, but we want to take more of the community with us mm -hmm. with that. So we're kind of moving more toward an education area now. So that's why we're doing this training next month. But um, its work is, is not easy, I would say. But you mm -hmm. have to know your why. We know our why. And mm -hmm. our why is not to be successful in a capitalism frame point. You know, like making money, you know, chasing the bag and shit like that. That's not our like goal with doing this work um, our goal is to get the next grant our goal is to actually help our people evolve and not just financially i'm talking about a peer because when you're liberating in your mind can't nobody tell you shit. they can't tell you anything mm -hmm. they can't say anything you did anything wrong you did anything right if you're liberated up here then you know you're good to go um so we want more of that for our people so you know that keeps us going keeps us going this work and then now we're in the framework, and this is a personal thing for me, of, you know, trying to figure out how to rest. I've been doing this a long ass time. And yeah. what I'm finding out is that my ancestors, our ancestors did not teach us how to rest. Right. Mm -hmm. We don't We don't know how to rest. We don't know yeah. how to mm -hmm. stop. You know? We never took a vacation. I don't recall my mother ever mm. uh, taking a vacation or my, my grandparents or anything like that. Um, you yeah. mentioned doing this for a long time you've been doing this you've been um an activist since i don't want to use i don't like to use the word activist because it just seems like it has such a negative that's because you've been it, taught it, that it is doesn't. i know but is it okay <laughs> since you were in high school yeah have yeah. you was there ever a time where so much has been going on and you were just like i can't i can't do this this is just because nobody's listening nobody's getting it and i feel like mm. i am just hitting a wall every time mm -hmm. has there been a time like that and then if so like jerry said what got you what got you out of that there's definitely been times like that um especially when you are you know working with people that have been oppressed they are so used to being oppressed that, is there um, an event that happened that you'd be willing to share when i ran for for um state rep i was the first black person ever in the Mon Valley to do that, which was weird because it was like not like 1975, but you know, this is 2000. <laughs> mm -hmm. That was hard, and I knew that if I didn't do it, um, then the road would be harder for the next black person behind me. So I knew what I was doing, um, but it, it, I took a lot doing that. It was a lot, it took a lot out of me, you know, to do that. And the, and the mayor race was something as well because these are literally my people, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, literally. 
um, and being told that, you know, you're, 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 you're too much. Like you, you always say what's on your mind, yada, yada. That was a lot. Um, how I dealt with it was to really do some self-reflection. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, Fawn, how are you doing this work? Do you need to do it differently? Like, are you putting yourself first? Are you actually resting? Right. Um, you know, how did you get more people to, to listen to you? And it wasn't really about blaming me. It was more about um, how do I get the masses, you know, and then not taking it so personal because I understand that people have been oppressed. Um, and this is how they're taught to react to it. Not excusing them because, you know, I'll tell them, I'll tell you about yourself. I don't give a damn what color you are. But um, just doing that self-reflection helps a lot, actually. And then yeah. knowing my why, like I'm doing this for a certain reason. So if I'm running for office, um, I'm not doing it to win and get my name put on the door right. and, to be, and to be the first of something. You right. know, there's always reasons why you do those things. So accepting that and, you know, moving on with that. So it's a lot of self-reflection, knowing your why, knowing why you're doing things, who you surround yourself with is a big part of that. And I have a good team. I have a good, you know, support system. So, but hell yeah, I have times like that. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm. So we have less than 10 minutes. Okay. Um, Jerry, if you had a question, go ahead. And then she has an event, uh, maybe a few that um, she wanted to talk about. But if you had a question, go ahead. What more things do you want uh, to happen with your organization? Like anything, like you want to change, anything you want to like keep the same, you want to add, what more uh, should we look forward to? Or do you want to look forward to? So we're actually in the process of rebranding um, so we can focus more on education and mental health. Um, from mm. the years of doing the work, those are two of the biggest barriers that we've seen. A lot of people that make complaints with us, sometimes that anger comes on us, you know, because we're there and they haven't dealt with all the trauma that mm-hmm. you know, they're dealing with, um, dealing with this particular situation. It's just life. Um, so we actually just got a grant to add mental health into what we do so we can actually have therapists because um, it's not enough to say, here's a number call. Right. Sometimes, sometimes they just, they don't have the space. Um, they don't have the money to pay the co-pays or the, the transportation to get there. Um, so, and then the education piece comes with, um, I think we're really good at we what we do, but that doesn't matter if my people don't know how to do that. It doesn't matter. So we want to teach other people how to do these things and teach people about um, social justice and Black liberation and, and having political theory behind your organizing. So really get into that education teaching piece. Okay. What's been new for you guys? I know I said Jerry asked the next question, last question, but what's been new? Like you've 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 carried this process uh, for for you know so many years, and are you ever challenged or surprised at something new that comes up? Like I've never talked more about the LGBTQ plus community in my life. Like I remember in the '90s, there was like there were like whispers about. Uh, mm-hmm. And the marriage, same-sex marriage, but then in the late, you know, mid 2000s, it was more uh, prevalent and in, in a lot of conversations. And now it's like on commercials and billboards and marketing and, and this and that. And so is that an example or? Um, for us, that, no, that's great. That, that, that's amazing. And that's mm-hmm. what I, I love about this new generation um, is that they call folk out, you know, they demand to be treated right. You know, like mm-hmm. capitalism, they, they like to rest. I love it. <laughs> I think it's great. Um, so no, that that's not an issue for us. COVID, 
definitely was mm. the was new. COVID changed how we did business, changed how we did organizing because mm-hmm. um, we couldn't meet in person. A lot of our people didn't have access to internet, mm-hmm. which is, wasn't new information. But if you're talking about have a Zoom call, and they don't know how to use Zoom, yeah. you know. So <laughs> I'm like, damn. So so we had to do those kind of trainings. So COVID, I feel like, yeah. And I, I had to figure out how to do the Zoom, the Facebook, and because we yeah. did all these virtual events. So. Mm-hmm. Um, that was new. And then like we had to respond immediately when that happened. So we were doing food delivery, which we don't do, but mm-hmm. nobody else was doing it over here. Mm-hmm. So now we have a transportation program that we kept because of COVID. So COVID really um, affected, you know, how we serve people, I would say. All right. So we have um, five minutes. Uh, if you can, for the next three minutes, talk about um, events that you have coming up and then how we can be a part of the movement. Can we participate? Can we volunteer? So go ahead. The floor is yours. You got four minutes. Okay. So one of, the minutes, initi- three minutes. Okay. <laughs> one of the initiatives we support is supporting Black businesses. So we are having a Black business day over here in the Mon Valley, the area of McKeesport on July 17th from 1130 to 430. Um, it's 2000 Eaton Park Boulevard. So it's down by Renzi Park. Um, so we have vendors um, lined up, people are selling food, clothes, we're selling art. Um, so we need people to come out, bring your checkbooks, bring your money. <laughs> we need people to come out and support. A lot of the Black business um, vendoring fairs that have occurred have been in the city of Pittsburgh. And right. we, just can't, we just cannot get there. There is major transportation issues. It takes two to three buses to get yeah. out of here most times. So mm. even um, the people who have business here, they got to go all the way down there and have the money for the gas to get there and set for people to come out. And then people just to come out, come out this way, support mm. some black businesses, come check us out. Don't read about us and think, oh, it's so horrible over there or use our, 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 our dating and grants and shit. Come out here and talk to us and check us out. So we need people to show up July 17th, 1130 to 430 here in McKeesport, 2000 Eaton Park Boulevard. It's right across from the back end of McKeesport High School. Come out and support these business owners. So you, you had something, uh, you're you're promoting, um, Take Action is always promoting stuff. So where is your stance on the general election? I know that you've worked really hard. I know I work closely mm-hmm. with my soror Marin, Marin mm-hmm. formerly with Veen Pittsburgh. So the general election is coming up. What are you guys doing to get folks registered to vote? And what's your message behind that? So we do voter registration all year round. So we'll be doing voter registration at this event. And we do education from a realm of um, civics. Um, a lot okay. of times I say you can't you can't tear a system down until you know how it's structured. So we're mm-hmm. constantly educating people. You know, uh, the council in McKeesport are set up different than Duquesne, set up different than Clarion. So... That's a year-round thing we do, the voter piece and the political education. And it's not really about running for office. It's about understanding how it is structured in your area so you can break it the hell down. Okay. So how can we get in touch with you? We're, we're, we're pretty much at the end. How can we get in touch with you? Um, you know, if, if someone needed more information or wanted to participate, maybe even want to write a check, how can we do that? So our website is tamv.org. And we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as Take Action Mon Valley. Twitter is at TAMV Mon Valley. So please check us out. We always need we always need volunteers mm-hmm. for the events that we're doing and our advocacy campaign. So our website once again is TAMV.org and you can sign up there to be a volunteer. Fine. 
Walker Montgomery. I said it right, right? Yep. I thank you so much yes. for being on the show. Thank you for reaching out. And you're pretty cool. You're not, you're not, I was like, she's, she's going to be so serious. It's like, no, she giggled a couple of times. So, so I, I do like that. She giggled, she giggled, she giggled about five times. Um, so we got 12, 12 times. Okay. 12. Yeah. My husband's <laughs> hilarious. So he always keeps me laughing. Oh, good. <laughs> Good. Thank you so much for being on. Real quick, um, Jared, how can they find past episodes? Yes. So to find past episodes of the Hey Girl Hey podcast, we are on so many platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Live365, Google Play, Anchor FM, uh, Podbeam, um, UrbanMediaToday.com, and TuneIn, Live365. And I feel like I'm missing one. <laughs> YouTube, SoundCloud, YouTube. We're just we're we're everywhere, which is great because this is our third season, and so yeah. we we've pretty much evolved. So if you need to find past episodes, uh, make sure you find us there. Just use the hashtag or just say they the Hey Girl Hey Podcast. Uh, that's the email address, the Hey Girl Hey Podcast at gmail.com. You can also call us. Someone will pick up the phone for one two. Uh, six, uh, 709-6130. We are on social media. You can find us on the Twitter, as LaShawn would say, at Girl <laughs> Hey 2018. Facebook, the Hey Girl Hey Podcast. And on Instagram, it's Hey Girl Hey Podcast 2018. I appreciate you all watching. I'm your radio chick, Kiki Brown. I'm your millennial chick, Jerry Tiffin. And we got the Mon Valley chick, Fawn Walker <laughs> Montgomery. She is the Monka. She stands firm on her community. And so she's like, I ain't Pittsburgh. I'm Mon Valley. That's what I am. I said what I said. So, uh, Fawn, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate you. Yes, thank, thank you. For you. It's the Hey Girl Hey Podcast, Urban Media Today. Listening to Urban Media Today Radio, your station for classic soul, R&B, old school hip hop, gospel, smooth jazz, and more. Listen online at urbanmediatoday.com or download the TuneIn Live 365 or Urban Media Today Radio apps. They're free, so take us with you. It's Urban Media Today Radio. The views and opinions expressed on the Hey Girl Hey podcast do not necessarily reflect on the official policy or position of Urban Media Today and Urban Media Today Radio. Any content provided by our guests, sponsors, or advertisers are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.